Now, you are all well aware of that old uh, quote. I think Benjamin Franklin uh, uh, was said to have uh, given it. In this world, nothing is certain except death and taxes. Well, if it's one thing the Irish do well, it is the former death and funerals in particular. So much so that in Watford, they've gone and opened the Irish Wake Museum. Our reporter Josh Crosby has been down to visit it. Well, Josh, what's going on? Full of coffins, is it? Well, the very first thing to catch my eye... It's like a ghost tour. Not so much a ghost tour, no. They're not going for the haunted look. But what did catch my eye the second I walked in was the reception desk is a coffin. So you have your monitor and your keyboard on top of the coffin, all with the brass handles and all. But as you said there, Kieran, funerals are very central to our communities and they are the world over. But this museum, which only just opened at four o'clock by the Minister for Housing, really focuses on... Irish traditions spanning over back over 5,000 years of grieving from tombs and stone circles to the religious aspects right up to the wakes of times not so long ago but the actual building where the museum is it's ideal really it's the oldest urban domestic building in Ireland and it was once a home to an alms house a retirement home if you like for old people called God's People's House which was founded way back in I think it was 1478 but to capture what the experience is like for visitors today. I got a tour of the museum by Cleaner Purcell, who's the education officer at Waterford Treasures. And just to let the listeners know, this does start off with some of the sounds of the museum. On a daily basis, Irish local radio stations announce in solemn tones the deaths that took place in the community in the last 20 I suppose hours. the Irish wake is something that's so important within Irish society and Irish culture. So we wanted to capture that, but we also wanted to have something that felt a little bit more modern. So we've got those traditional elements. We've got a, an actual wake happening here in the house that visitors will experience. But there's also a lot of interactive elements. There's a lot of technology throughout the building. So it's a sort of a very varied experience, I think. A few frights thrown in there, but uh, a lot of history there as well. If you'd like to come with me then Josh, we'll head up to the first floor. Well, I'll we'll follow you. Okay, so I can see we're getting slightly more modernised as you move up the floors. Yeah, so the building itself has a really interesting history and we wanted to capture that. So as you move through the building itself, you sort of move through time. So each room is almost in a different century. Right. With the walls, we've left sections uh, visible from the different time periods. So you can sort of get a sense in this first section here that you're in the 17th century and then here we're moving into the 18th century. So here, particularly in the 18th century, we're looking at an awful lot of what? what's called morning jewellery. Now, morning jewellery is something that uh, people in modern times tend to find a little bit creepy because they're these really interesting little pieces that usually feature as a major part of their decoration uh, human hair that's been braided or sort of curled around. It's a tradition that we definitely don't do anymore. No. So if you uh, come upstairs with me now, you're going to come into a very different part of the museum. So all along, it's been a very traditional sort of museum setting. But as you'll see here, we have a fully dressed wake room here. And I can see the retro wallpaper. It would be something people of today would be slightly familiar with. Yeah, you, I think some people might remember uh, grandparents, for instance, who might have had a house that looks a little bit like this. And you can see as we look around the room, all of these traditions. So you'll notice, for instance, the mirrors have been covered, the blinds are drawn, there's candles lighting, and you'll see an awful lot of religious motifs here in the room as well, a lot of religious decoration. And the phrases that we're all too familiar with, peace be with you, sorry for your loss, across the walls. Yeah. And I even spotted a bottle of whiskey in the corner there. Absolutely, very important part of the Irish wake. I think we'll all agree sharing a drink all right that's the education officer at Waterford Treasures Cleaner Purcell I know the part of Waterford you're talking about uh, Josh and it's it's brilliant they've done great work there and I know there's loads of other museums and we were down at a couple of them um, last summer with the kids and they loved it this is a kind of a unique experience though as, as museums go it where is. did the idea come from 
Well, look, like any museum, it's all about documenting and preserving history. But down at Waterford Treasures, they have five museums in total, seven visitor attractions. And they really explore, I suppose, certain elements of history that might not be covered elsewhere. I did a report on the Museum of Time there for this programme, actually, when it opened. That's all about clocks and watches. So now to open a museum around wakes and funerals and death they're really imaginative in the day show but where this is located all plays into the history and stories behind the museums so as I mentioned the building had its role in housing the old and sick but the occupants of the former Am's house paid their keep by praying three times a night for the souls of Waterford and we know there look there is a growing interest in dark tourism so this is where people travel to areas associated with death and tragedy and look personally I think this museum will be a big hit for people visiting Ireland who want to learn about our death and Irish funeral traditions and this is something I discussed with the director of Waterford Treasures Eamon McNamee now Eamon is actually retiring today after 32 years so it's a very special busy day in the Waterford Viking Triangle Eamon says the history of the building is really suited for its new use that was literally like God's waiting room yeah. just for old people waiting to die so you bring him back that bring him back that and the lovely thing about it is We've decided that every person that comes in there, we're going to give a euro to the, host, the local hospice. Because that's what the men wanted, to look after the poor and the dying of the city. Are there any other nationalities or cultures around the world that have similar traditions have, to yeah. us I when mean, it comes the, to the, funerals? The Spanish and, and the Mexicans, of course, of the Day of the Dead. and they're all every, every culture has its own particular idea. But I suppose what, what's lasted in Ireland for all sorts of reasons which we explore in the museum is that it's still a very much community event to do. And do you think for what it is now, I, I, as you walk in, the reception area is yeah. shaped like a coffin? Desk is, yes. Yes, will it attract, I suppose, people interested? in the whole area of death I didn't realise until the number of people that put their head in the door and say when is this opening people travel the world for dark tourism it's a a really big thing and we've done it not mawkishly we don't don't give a haunted house experience this is real history and I know we're in a city here at the moment but There are difference in traditions when it comes to urban and rural oh, of course today. They are. Yeah, uh, even today, like the the old wakes are starting to die out. But the wakes in in, in the city, I say, were a bit less raucous than the ones in the countryside. Young boys and girls might go along to a wake and they'd all get drunk and God knows whether people acted outside the norms of good manners and good behaviour. And, and what wakes really are a celebration by, particularly if it's an older person that dies. Sure, everyone knows you're going to die sooner or later. You know, so they're celebrating life and. That's what we do to all in the end room of the exhibition. We celebrate life and tell people, listen, go out and live life. Do you know, get busy living. We're all going to die. There's no, no harm in talking about it, no harm in thinking about it. All right, we're all going to retire as well, we hope, someday. So we wish him the very best in his retirement. Uh, I presume sourcing artefacts for a museum like this, it's not an altogether easy task, is it? It's not, Kieran. So something like this is sen- is a sensitive subject for many. A tour of a museum will certainly ignite emotions in a lot of visitors because naturally when you're hearing, reading and seeing many objects related to death you're going to be thinking of those close to you who have died and it's actually recommended that this museum would not be suitable for children under 14 but as you're walking around the museum the tour guide is actually playing the role of a funeral director top hat and all and then there are real personal pieces on display such as mourning jewellery a baby's cot letters and instruments that may be used with funerals and coffins but to get an insight into the workings of the museum and how it all comes together I spoke with Rosemary Ryan who's the acting curator and museum keeper and curator Dunica O'Callaghan 
we realised we, we wanted to celebrate how, our, how the Irish have done death since prehistory and we had already quite extraordinary death-related objects and then the Ams House was crying out to be celebrated. It's a very, very atmospheric building. We've been spending an awful lot of hours here and we've been listening to the whispers and the echoes of many, 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 many Waterfordians who have come through here, lived through here. Have you heard them yourself personally? Yes, 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 yes. yes. These people are very dear to our hearts, including uh, Father uh, Luke Wadding. How was that experience for you? When you, when you heard it yourself here in the building? Well, I don't have any problems with the spirit world at all. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but it, it, I don't find anything frightening about it. Uh, my name is Dunlaka O'Kellachoin, and I work here at Waterford Treasures as a curator. So yeah. today now, there's a new section, a new museum opening, the Irish Wake Museum. There is. Tell us about the uniqueness of such a place. I suppose, number one, I suppose, it's our seventh museum in this area. I don't know of any other place in Ireland, maybe the world, that has so many museums per square metre. And I suppose people might ask, why do we have so many museums? Well, we have over 100,000 visitors to look after. They don't all fit in one museum. This new museum, the Irish Wake Museum, building goes right back to the 1450s and elements of it actually go back way, way before that again. All right, Donica O'Kealcon and Rosemary Ryan there. What about the public, Josh? What do they think? Well, Kieran, I heard your segment during the week about sporting celebrations and commemorations being linked to the, the pub and drinking, and it does tend to be the same for most notable or prominent occasions in a person's life here in Ireland, that drinking does happen to spill into it in some form or another. And by speaking with people on the streets of Waterford, it's no different when it comes to funerals. And I'm guessing that would be the case across the country. Look, it's the coming together and grieving, sharing stories that sum up an Irish funeral. And it's very likely that there will be a few drinks around as well. The Irish is all about uh, celebrating people's lives and about what they'd like and what they used to do in their life. And some people say wakes can be a bit of crack, even. Oh yeah, we often have them for three days. Keep going. Oh yeah. <laughs> Plenty of laughs instead of tears. Oh yeah. You meet people that you haven't seen in years and the drink. <laughs> you catch up with old pals and yeah. you either see yeah. them at a wedding or a funeral. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is and we should do this more often. <laughs> had a few funerals two in particular and someone fell into the hole <laughs> it's a wet day man went over to throw in a flower and he went straight in on top of the coffin himself <laughs> we all had to pull him out I think the Irish funerals are the best anyway because it's a three day wonder and everyone's happy even though everyone's it's a sad, sad occasion, but, yeah, but everyone's happy everyone kind of forgets it and then after the three days then it kind of hits everyone then there's a good session always after the funeral that's all I can say down to the pub or up to the house oh down to the pub more so well before the Covid anyway it was down to the Pope. Give the day there. That's what the deceased would expect anyway. The lads would go off and, you know what I mean? Have a drink for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And do you kind of feel people can kind of get lost in time then as well? Because you're meeting old pals, you're at a funeral, so you're not thinking of reality outside of that space maybe? Yeah, well, more so than ever now, because like I said, since the COVID, the only place you'll meet people now is at a funeral or a wedding or something like that. <laughs> like, it all stems back from sitting with the dead. The night before, you didn't leave the dead on their own and you sat there and it's just mad just to think about it. You're sitting around and you're waking the dead basically and then it's all about the party the next day. And the party rolls on and then... And on and on and the stories and stories you wouldn't have heard about the person. You're hearing all these stories yeah. and you're thinking of what they've done and what they got up to and just learn something new about them after they've gone. It's the session afterwards and recounting the stories again. That's it, reminiscing yeah. and happier times. Yeah, yeah, that's it in a nutshell.
Keith is after getting in touch. It's a great text. I've been to many awake. Why do we feel the need to comment on the appearance of the body, though? God, he looks great. You think he's only having a nap? Perfect skin. It's so weird. Why do we do this? Questions, Keith. Keith, I don't know the answer. 087-1400-106. Lots still to come uh, on the hard show.